Hi guys, welcome to Art Beats and I am Nishan Kodai. In this episode, I am going to read out my book uh, titled Cohesion, which is a horror fiction. And uh, this episode is going to include the prologue of the book and the first chapter. And in the next episode, I am going to do the chapter second of this book. So if you guys want to check this book out, it is available on Amazon as of now. And uh, the spelling of the uh, of the title is C O H E S I O N. You can uh, you know browse it on Amazon and you can uh, buy it right away. It will be immensely helpful. You know if you guys would read it and you know express your opinions on it. So that is it for uh, today. That will be my voice as me for now. But now this is going to shift into audio book mode. So this is sort of my first attempt at uh, sharing my experience and sharing my story with you guys. So guys enjoy this one and see you in the next episode bye guys take care Cohesion the prologue I am at the Ambrose apartment this is the location from the call over Averill reported yes that's the one over the voice from Averill's wireless radio echoed in his white SUV okay i'm going in over Averill said as he fetched his 9mm pistol from the glove box do not engage without reporting over a command popped from the other side of the radio affirmative Averill responded as he unlocked the door and headed out. Hey hey stop. Averill ran behind a shadowy figure who ran past the gate. After chasing till the end, the short cat and mouse sprint stopped as the shadowy figure reached the end of the apartment premises. He looked left and right before he realized his gig was up. I said stop, hands in the air right now. Averill commanded pointing his 9mm at the guy. I didn't do nothing sir. I just heard screams. Let me go. The guy said as he turned around and turned out to be a security guard. I will decide who gets to leave. What else do you see? Averill inquired as he gazed at the shoulder of the guard which read Zeal Security. I saw nothing just heard screams from over there from second floor the guard said trembling and pointing at the window. behind Averill's position Did you see someone entering from this gate Averill said as he gazed back at the window which was open and a lilac curtain was blowing outwards No I didn't sir please let me go the guard pleaded Shut up close the gate and don't go anywhere Averill said as he tried looking for an entrance to the building in question Beaving sir the guard said as he shut the main gate Thanks but that isn't saving you from me Averill said as he looked at the lobby entrance just beside the parking place Heading in second floor got one witness at the scene seems like a security guard over Averill reported as he slowly pushed the lobby door and pegged cautiously at the lift which was exactly in front of him Approach with caution over the voice from the radio responded He then tiptoed across the lobby area and took the stairs to the right of the lift. 
He fixated his eyes upwards as he climbed the stairs to avoid any surprises. He kept the gun ready at all times from the moment he had entered through the main gate of the swanky Ambrose apartment. He reached the second floor and could only find two main doors. 201 was locked, so surely 202 would be the location from where a distress call was placed. He scurried to that door and tried to push it open, but it didn't budge. He then took a short run up before dashing right into the door until the door was wide open and he went tumbling and slipping through into the main hall of the flat 208. He pressed his palm on the right shoulder which he had used to get the door open with brute force. He was quick to realize that he had made it in. That realization made him get into a ready stance and he began pointing the gun wherever he gazed in the hall. The hall itself was pretty lavish with a huge chandelier in the dead center of the ceiling. The main hall was oddly dark considering the amount of lights installed both on the ceiling and across the walls. The condition of the hall was strangely pristine as opposed to the purpose of his visit. There were paintings on the wall adjacent to the entrance door which were focused by strong halogen bulbs pointing right at them. Aviral then looked at the two other doors one of which was perhaps which would lead him into the room he thought you had it coming my work here is done a muffled voice reached aviral's ears as if and followed by a loud scream saying no at that very instance aviral rushed to the door on the left and saw a man jump out of the window aviral couldn't see his face but did see a man whose face was covered with blood and blood was also gurgling from his mouth hey stop you son of aviral screamed as he has he fired two shots which were too late you won't get far aviral said as he already reached the window and saw the suspect climb through the wall and escape through the dark alley aviral then took a 180 turn to look at the victim who was barely alive wriggling in pain and was profusely bleeding from the scalp It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. Try to control the breathing. I'm calling in help. Send an ambulance. Ambrose apartment 202 now. Aviral tried to calm down the victim and radioed for help. Affirmative. Help is on the way. The voice from the radio replied after a few seconds delay. Soon thereafter the apartment was bustling with officials and paramedics in cacophony. The victim died of excessive bleeding. The forensics team was swabbing the place for DNA. They collected blood samples, prints, footprints and were scanning the apartment with eagle eyes, leaving no stones unturned. There was a lot of questions but not enough witnesses to interrogate. It was only the guard and Aviral who were the prime witnesses. What a mess. Moira addressed Aviral as soon as she entered through the gate. She was tall, had elegant hair that brushed her shoulders as she turned her head around to look at the chaos that was unfolding for her to be supervised. Yeah, tell me about it. Avril scoffed. Another one of those Moira asked almost as if she knew the answer. Yes. Same memo. No sign of breaking in, no murder weapons, no wounds. Avril answered. And Moira probed further. 
and i saw a man jump that window and ran past that alley couldn't see his face avirul said sounding defeated did you mention that in the witness report too moira asked in a hushed voice yes i did why are you even asking if i did i have to don't i avirul said as he wiped the blood off his white shirt around the abdomen area well we can't let the press get the wind of that you know the, that guy who was murdered know who he was moira inquired what is with all these questions no i didn't avirul said in frustration the guy who built this apartment namit arora apparently a big shot in the district you know the types humanitarian in the day corrupt and entrepreneur in the night moira informed so what of it avirul asked casually so dear officer if the press gets the idea that we goofed up they will set the masses on fire who will come marching with pitchforks at the bureau the guy was a jerk who was loved by many moira explained so you are telling me to hide the only notable breakthrough in the case to be ignored to prevent our image from being thrashed avirul reiterated yes that's what i said moira replied promptly this is how we are supposed to catch hold of the murderer by letting him go avirul angrily said as he banged the gate open and moved towards his vehicle no you fool all i am saying is hide the fact from the public but we will follow the breadcrumbs just keep the populace in dark as they won't understand both sides of the coin they just see the shining side and we avirul are on are on the dark side moira reason i get it but we need something now seven murderers moira and we are still in the dark avirul desperately stated i understand but we will get to the bottom of this what you got today was progress good job i will put in a good word about you in the bureau moira added as she entered the apartment walking away from avirul sure moira if you allow me i would like to leave early tomorrow avirul screamed at moira who was already rushing into the apartment take the entire day off instead moira screamed back as she disappeared out of sight avirul drove off it was way past midnight he drove past the alleyway looking around to confirm his failure of letting a suspect get away he didn't find a soul around while he in while he cruised out of the lane full of apartment buildings eventually reaching the highway with a heavy heart of witnessing a crime and a death of the victim he whizzed past the shiny boards of shady restaurants still open at that hour his law abiding heart did pulse for a moment to stop his car and raid each one of them but his exhausted brain weaved cobwebs of explanations that the restaurants were a clear reflection of the politicians in charge of that area allowing them to be functioning at that decrepit hour of the night after a long drive he reached his rented apartment he didn't even, he didn't even change the clothes and just went straight into the bedroom and ended his typical day at the job chapter 1 Avirul woke up late as he had a day off which was imposed by Moira. He checked his cell phone for any SOS messages from the crime scene. But to his relief there were none. The lack of messages or call was rather a double-edged sword for him since it meant there were no further developments in the case. He skimmed through the recently called list and dialed his subordinate's number. "Hey Varun, any leads yet?" 
Avril asked right away. No sir, not yet. It is a bit confusing. The blood splatter is abnormal for a case of murder plus no weapon found. Varun reported. Oh, fine. Send me the crime scene photos urgently. Avril said as he got out of bed. Sure sir, Varun responded. Avril disconnected the phone then headed straight to the washroom. Despite of having a day to lay low, his mind was constantly analyzing and trying to connect the dots. As he came out fresh out the bath, the faint sound of phone vibrating caught his attention. He scurried on to grab the phone only to see mom flashing on his mobile screen. He took a sigh and picked up the call. Hey, sorry I couldn't call yesterday mom. Avril said as he rubbed the towel across his head. No, it's okay. I just wanted to check in. How are things? His mom asked. Things are good. How about you? And how's dad? Avril asked. You know how he is, always controlling the remote. I don't get to watch any favorite TV serials because of him. His mother complained. So this is why you called? Easy. Just steal the remote at night when he sleeps. Avril said and they both laughed heartily. There was a long silence which ensued after that. When are you coming then? His mom broke the silence. I've got this case mom. We'll be here for a long time. Avril replied. The conversation was interrupted by the dial tone as an, as Avril looked at his phone and it was Moira calling. Mom, mom, I got to go. Sorry. I will call you later for sure. You take care, okay? Avril said in a haste. Okay, Avi, take care. Mom replied. Hi, Moira. Good morning. Avril greeted and awaited a revelation in the case. Hi, Avril. Awake so soon? Relax. Sleep a little more. The sun is still up. Moira said in sarcasm. It's not like that. I'm awake. Just tell me. What did we find? Avril said impatiently. Relax. Found nothing. We still don't have the autopsy report yet. We have a breather until then. From what I examined, this does seem connected to the six other murders, Moira added. I knew it. I spoke with Varun. He told me there were no murder weapons in the final sweep and the blood spatter was weird. Can you elaborate on that? Avril asked. The bleeding seemed internal, no blunt wounds. In fact, the splatter was minimal. Just the blood lost from the wound which was on the floor. Not from hit or anything like that. Plus, as usual, no murder weapon which confirms the theory of internal bleeding, Moira said. So, poison? Or heavy impact perhaps? Averal added his point of view. Maybe. Can't say for sure. And who are we kidding? No poison makes one's head bleed like that, Moira concluded. Hmm. Anyways, I've asked Varun to get me the photos. Perhaps giving it, giving it another look might help, Averal said. Well, I hope that happens. Well, so enjoy the day till it lasts. We'll see you tomorrow at the bureau, okay? Moira added. Sure, Moira, we'll be there early. Bye. Avril said I disconnected the phone and grabbed his laptop from the coffee table. He logged on to the private portal assigned to the bureau officers for any exchange of confidential data. He hadn't received any photos, so he went on to grab some coffee. He sipped on to the coffee and switched on the TV to check out the news. He was relieved as the news headlines were not flashing any news regarding the murder. It meant that the press hadn't sniffed 
hot brewing breaking news about the death of philanthropist come corrupt entrepreneur he then moved and grabbed the laptop and settled it right alongside him as he unlocked the laptop a notification of a new mail popped on his laptop he promptly clicked on it and finally received the crime scene photos it was a lesser favorite part of his job profile examining the remains of people irrespective of the life they had lived it was a gut wrenching task for him he scrolled through the photos beginning with the close up of the dead businessman his eyes were open and his expression was as if he had seen something frightening avril found found it odd as he knew the man was alive when he got there and even tried to stop the man's bleeding the man looked in pain but the photo did not match with the last encounter avril had with him avril marked the photo as point of interest the next photo was that of back part of the victim's head the point from where blood was oozing which was just plain scalp and there were no cuts or bruises he then quickly scrolled through the other snaps they were mostly of the entire room from all possible angles one photo was of the top view of the room none of them worth examining frustrated by the lack of evidence and leads he decided to give it up and get some fresh air perhaps the indoors were clouding his judgment He stepped outside the apartment and was greeted by an out of order sign on the elevator. He took the stairs and head out towards the exit crossing the lobby. A ray of sharp sunlight hit his eyes. He took it he took a right as soon as he left the building and before he could make up his mind on what to do next a phone call caught his attention. Name Ria flashed on his mobile screen and Avril picked up the phone with a light smile. Hi Ria was wondering when would you call Avril said right away Got a plate today how are you she asked I am good what's going to happen to me Avril chuckled I saw the news Moira I know Ria and Yeah that I did not want to spoil the mood again sorry Avril accepted I hope you are fine I am sorry the last time I overreacted I didn't realize that you must be going through a lot these murders they would have impacted you emotionally and i didn't take that into consideration you can share anything you feel she apologized i know i know i will but i'm fine now i was just a little tired and i was about to call you uh, and i have taken a leave today avril said well we have no direct advantage of that but at least you can rest up when are you coming back avi i really miss you Ria said dejected I am fed up of myself but you know how it is can't even move a muscle until i get some clarity on this case avril reciprocated with equal dejection yeah right no point in running the loop again ria chuckled awkwardly i want the same thing once this gets wrapped up i want to start a life with you avril said promising i want that too i hope this ends soon A lot of people are dying too, Avi. I hope you find the culprit. But you know how it is. I fear for you as well. But I believe in you. And but still there is this constant lingering fear. Ria sounded worried. I get it. Don't you worry. I'll fix this. Nothing is happening to me. Avira assured. Take care, Avi. Bye-bye. Ria said before she cut the phone. Bye Ria
Aviral replied. A long silence ensued. The street was bustling with crowds, but Aviral was still feeling aloof. Detached from his loved ones, staying in a city far away from where his heart was. The only resolution was to end the case that was holding his life from completion. But his life was a mere backdrop to a gruesome foreground of murders. Averill then carried on to a restaurant. He took a parcel and decided to head back to his apartment and spend the rest of his day without stressing more on the subject and slept with a lighter mindset.